Today's department is the podcast department. I got my friend David Shands. Once you start doing something, the thing that you're doing becomes genius later. You always have to find what's not there and do that. If you don't have a podcast and you don't have a conversation around a topic every single week, it's hard to unlock your genius. I watch your interviews and I'm watching how you're interviewing. You have a, a gift to pull greatness out of people. Can you think about who influenced you in podcasting? Nobody. Like, I didn't know what a podcast was. I happened to look at YouTube analytics and I saw that it was making money. I made hundreds of thousands from a conversation that lasted an hour, that's an wild. hour of my time, that's gonna continue to pay you. What's your format for like interview shows? There's definitely a formula. So I'm always looking for the gap. Right now, what you can't find is Welcome to the department where we interview people who are killing it in their department. And today's department is the podcast the department. The podcast department. I need a hat. <laughs> says the podcast I, uh, I got my friend David Shands who has a top business podcast over 750,000 downloads a month. Uh, one of my favorite people to follow when it comes to content creation. Uh, you know, literally one of the best interviewers. I, I watch your interviews mm -hmm. and I'm watching how you're interviewing. Yeah, and uh, you have a, a gift to pull, gr you know, greatness out of people. I Thank think you. Uh, you, you're literally leading the charge. I think you know that. But <laughs> dude, the fact that you're coming on and that I have the opportunity to, uh, to ask you some questions and help uh, who whoever's listening or watching around podcasting and even just content creation, how you've been able to monetize it and the different ways you serve people. But glad to have you. I'm excited. Uh, to get I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. Like, I mean, I, I paid you for consultation. So like, <laughs> actually, if, if you guys see my content and you see all the stuff that I'm doing, like on YouTube, especially just know the look came from Omar. So yeah, I am an advocate. You can run that as an ad too. Right, but now I'm super excited <laughs> to be here, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he has the social proof podcast and so many other things, but just real quick, want to get into, uh, you know, a little bit backstory. How'd you get into podcasting? And even you can go a little bit into entrepreneurship too. Yeah, for sure. I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. I was, uh, I started working at the Cheesecake Factory in 2006, I want to say. Uh, three and a half years later, I started a t-shirt brand called Sleep is for Suckers. That's, that's why, my, why it's my social media handle. And uh, I left the job in two, October 1st, 2012. I opened a kiosk in a mall selling my t-shirts. Went from selling t-shirts to uh, writing a book. Just long story short, after the book, I started speaking and coaching. And then, um, you know, I put on a conference called the Real Social Proof Conference. And people came out. But my strategy was to interview the people that were going to speak and put it on YouTube So good. and thinking, if you like this interview, then you'll come buy a ticket to see this person. And uh, that's what happened. But I I didn't know what podcasting was. It was just a marketing idea that I had. Yeah. And um, at that time, can you think about who influenced you in podcasting? Like, nobody. Dang. I didn't know what a podcast was. Wow. And you think about it. And <laughs> I tell people this, um, <laughs> you got to find a gap. Because at that point, it wasn't a bunch of interviews on the internet. Mm -hmm. It was like, now you see it, all your favorite influencers and stuff like that on every podcast. But that was a semi-unique thing in 2018. Yeah. So it was just the idea of interviewing Correct. people who are doing really cool things. Correct. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which, so by the way, I, like, I'm literally, I go to events now. You know, they're headlining Tom Brady. It's yeah. like sick. Tom Brady with the keynote. Nah, Tom Brady on stage doing an interview with 100%. Grant Cardone. <laughs> yeah. 100%. But I'm telling you, at it's, that point, it was it was different. Like, yeah. you can't just go find, 
these your favorite influencer being interviewed. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think that helped in terms of that time frame. So all the people that are starting podcasts now, you just want to interview all the people that you saw interviewed. I think we need to come up with a better strategy. Um, that's why I, I I'm always looking for the gap. Right now, what you can't find is people that are struggling in business being interviewed and like grilled. Mm. So I'm doing that now. You know what I mean? I'm not moving away from finding amazing people, find their story, but um, you always have to find what's not there and do that. So that's why I love so what good. you're doing right now. Dude, love it. And um, so you you then get do this uh, event, you mm-hmm. interview people, and then you start your prod- podcast. No, when, that okay, was one well, year we did it, and then I, I stopped interviewing people. What year until was that? The next, that was 2018. Until the next year, 2019, I'm doing the conference again, so I started interviewing people again. But then I'm really, really enjoying it because other people are really enjoying it. Like the like the YouTube is just going crazy. I didn't even have a a podcast at that point. Because I remember when I connected with Earn Your Leisure, they're like, yo, let me see your numbers. So I'm doing good on YouTube. But I had maybe, a I don't know, a couple thousand downloads a month on podcasts. Uh-huh. Even though the YouTube's going crazy. And they're yeah. like, yo, this is wild. Why is this happening this way? So um, yeah, man. And that that's when I when I when I started rocking with EYL. That's when I was like, okay, I got to really lock in and be consistent because I wasn't consistent at that point. That's really good. And then you, so you took a year off. Yeah. Then 2019 comes around? Correct. Okay. Correct. And then you're like, there's a story here about you getting an event space yeah. and you using that space. So 2007, so I had the event space before I started the interviews because I was just creating content. If you go back, I had the series called Entrepreneurship 101, which I was doing in my one bedroom apartment. But really good conver- like conversations, really good information. In 2017, uh, 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 me and a couple partners of mine, we had like this other business going. We're like, let's put the money into an event space because we can rent out the event space and create content. And we did that. What if I told you that you can use my studio here in Las Vegas to record your video podcast? The answer to that question is yes. The video department is the cleanest and crispiest video podcast studio in Las Vegas, hands down. And you'll get access to my team, my equipment, and all those things. So all you have to do is literally schedule the conversation, come in and get it captured. Does that sound good? Then check out the videodep.co slash studio. I'll be sure to post a link to it down in the show notes. But either way, don't miss this opportunity on starting a video podcast this year. That that business doesn't really make money like that. But (laughs) um, it was the first step of like construction of building out what we want, where we want, because it was an open space as well. The the owner of the building said, you know, he'll put X amount of dollars into the build out and we do the rest. And it was just, it just worked out well. That's really cool. And then so so now you have this place to actually do in-person interviews. Correct. Uh, I don't know. I want to get in your brain as to like, what was that scramble like, that like early grind? Did you have somebody helping you? Was it just you? Yeah, no. So we created like this coaching program. First off, I do this call every single Monday at midnight. For two years straight, 104 calls. After the 100, and this is free, right? People are just coming down. I mean, coming on the call. And this, it was a conference call, freeconferencecall.com. Oh, so it's wow. not like Zoom or anything. And we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. It's like five, 600 people on these calls every single Monday at midnight, East Coast time. What was the content of the call? Um, entrepreneurship. 
Okay. We have a lesson. I'm bringing on a bunch of different speakers. Kind of like pocket. Dude, you just like been, it was a you've been doing the thing, bro. You've been doing That's it. That's crazy. Okay. I didn't even think about that yeah. until this moment. Okay. I was podcasting. You were podcasting. <laughs> Dude, you were podcasting with your live event. This is a whole like breakdown masterclass when you. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's how you can do podcasts. Like you did them all different ways. 100%. Like now it just looks different. It was still For a podcast. Sure. Okay. For sure. So yeah, I'm doing this call and then. Eventually, I'm like, all right, well, let's charge. Let's have a community. Two years later, out of these hundreds of people that are on the call, like eight people signed up. It was like $200 a month. And we just, that was the beginning of like this whole morning meetup thing. But me and my partners, it started to grow. I think we might've got up to like 50, 60 people. And we started taking that money and putting it into the event space. We weren't thinking, do the event space for, um, for podcasting, we were thinking, let's get the event space because we can put on our own events. We could do our own like workshops and all that kind of stuff and sell the workshops for our community. So we took the money and started building. And uh, that the, the, the business kind of broke apart. It, it started out with four of us and uh, now it's just two of us, me and Brandon shot me. Yeah. It's just us two. And actually I just gave it to him like, yo, you do your thing. You got that. Um, and, you know, a couple of years later, I built out my own spot which is the Creators Clubhouse now. So tight. Creators Clubhouse in Atlanta, 4,000 square feet of just dopeness. You got yeah. you got a little 3750, event. 3750, I don't want to count. Yeah, a cool little event space with an LED screen. It's kind of like, I saw it when I walked in, I was like, this is like a little kids ministry kind of setup, but yeah. it allows you to do these workshops and then multiple rooms to be able to create from. And you're just pioneering this idea of like more, you know, some people teach, like get an event space and rent it out this way. You're, you're kind of like, get a content house creator yeah, space because sure. it's just, you know, people are going to need this. People work from home. People got their offices. They don't really want to create from there. And, mm -hmm. and that's really cool. I, I want to ask you kind of like a, you, you say you interview people because you want to get coached, Yeah, you know, free. I want, I want you <laughs> free coaching. Dude, I got this space, which by the way, I got this space, the video department here in Las Vegas, which is undisclosed unless I know you're coming because gotcha. I know people want to pull up. Mm -hmm. And you're like, dude, pull up to the, you got a lock though that like is dope. I don't yeah. have a dope lock. <laughs> and, it, it, um, and you got a front desk too. Yes, I don't so. got no front desk. Uh, <laughs> but I got this space and honestly, because I, I was inspired by what you did in Atlanta. I was like, mm -hmm. man, I if I'm going to, if I want to grow, if I'm going to be the guy, like yeah. I need to. I need to legit be the guy and stop, you know, I'm doing it on my, sure. my house, you know? And so having a dedicated space to really create from, and even the nuances in creating something like this yeah. gives you so much insight. For sure. But I got this space with the intention to want to do workshops and stuff, mm -hmm. but dude, I'm afraid to do workshops, dude. Why are you afraid? I mean, I don't know. Everyone would say, why haven't you? Yeah. I don't know. Coach me. Like I got the space. Yeah. He just said he's afraid to do workshops. I asked one question. Why are you afraid? He says, I don't know. <laughs> What in the world? I don't understand what you're saying to me right now. Like, I don't, I mean, I guess it's like, it's probably a mixture of like, I don't know what to teach at these workshops. I know it sounds crazy. I'm like, and then. What is he talking I, about, I bro? It's great. I'm just letting you in. I, I, Your like, whole business is around teaching. I know virtually. <laughs> Which means you're lying to me because you're not, you don't know what to teach. You just don't want to teach it. Okay. Why? I don't know why. You tell me. I mean, I think it's because my, I go, I, when I'm like, when I think of myself as an educator, I feel like so I can go so like mindset of the creator mm -hmm. and break limiting beliefs when it comes to like getting in front of a camera and like recording content. And like, I, I've grown in so much empathy for a person that just like is a good business person, mm -hmm. entrepreneur, but just can't say something on a camera. 
but then I, but then I'm like, I know I'm like freaking tactical. We had the conversation. I'm speaking, I'm speaking yeah. at your, or this is past, but like I'm speaking at your podcast summit in uh, Miami and you're like, yeah. what do you want to talk about? And I'm like, no, nah, dude, I want to bring the heat, bro. I want to bring <laughs> like the, you know, like the, the, the stuff that like really, really will wow people. Yeah. But I, I would say maybe this is self-reflective that I feel like sometimes the tech doesn't wow people because it doesn't wow me. Yeah, but, but it, you got to think about the masses. The only people that tech won't wow is people that already have it dialed in. And how many people have it dialed in? Right. Not that many. Not that many. But there's so many things you can teach. What's your what's your highest viewed video? It's probably recently. This year. Let's say this year. Within the last year, it'd probably be like how to how to literally if you search how to edit video on YouTube, I rank number one. Do a workshop. Get like a little screen. And you're teaching people, yo, this is how we edit. Have you ever asked yourself the question, Omar, how the heck does your videos look and sound so dang crispy? It's literally the number one question I get asked, whether it's privately in the DMs or people commenting on my videos on Instagram or even on YouTube. The reality is I believe the quality of videos that I've been able to produce has been the recipe to my success online. And I wanna give you access to my live document where I've listed out everything I use, both for the podcasts I create, to the YouTube videos I make, as well as to what I use for my smartphone to make it look and sound amazing. The reason I put it on a live doc is because I keep this document updated in real time with everything that I'm using. So just head over to thevideodep.co forward slash crispy, or just click the link down in the show notes. Let's get back to the conversation. Okay. And then how much, I mean, yeah, how much should I charge for that? I don't know what you think. Like when it comes to editing, it sounds like a $300 work and lunch or something like that. Sounds cool to me. Um, but then I also want to like, I, I personally want to like lock in and do very small groups of people, yeah. five, seven people and like go ham on like your stuff. Yeah. Do that the next one. You got your own space. It's not like you got to find who's booking. Okay. You have. So if I were you, I would do a workshop leading into the smaller workshop. It's like higher ticket. Solid. All right. Okay. Here's Starts the, with a date. Thing, I need though. to get a date. on Yes, the a date. We got to come up with a date. Yeah. Today, though, like today, we have to come up with a date that we're just going to do a workshop and put it out there. If nobody comes, nobody comes. People but are going to come, though. People are for sure going to come. Yeah. Okay. How do, okay. They, I don't want to go too deep into like, okay. Let's go a little deeper. All right. That because I struggle, what you're okay. struggling with, there's a lot of people that are struggling with it. Sure. But the, 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 the wow moment is realizing you have no idea what you're struggling with. We haven't even <laughs> thought about the struggle. We just don't do it. Yeah. I didn't even give you no solutions, really. I just yeah, asked you a question. Why not? About it. I don't know. What would you teach? Well, I'll teach this. How much would you? You asked me how much should I charge. I said I don't know. What you think? He said uh, three hundred dollars. Great, do that. I didn't even give you any answers. Yeah, you have them. Is my point. Yeah. Right. So I don't know what it is. I don't. I don't think it's fear, bro, because you're not afraid to do it. You're just not doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I okay. And I think, I mean, another thing that I, I think about is like, I don't want to confuse the people if I'm like, if I'm promoting this program for a season and I, I weave in a workshop day, 
I don't know. Like you're a creator, bro. Yeah. What would you confuse them about? Unless you about to do a real estate workshop or <laughs> how to flip houses in here, and then that'd be confusing. But there's so many aspects of creating. So many. How would you confuse people? Just because it's like, oh, I thought you were doing this work. I thought you were doing this online coaching thing. Why would I? You are to lead into the online coaching. You're just te- you're not teaching anything different. Because there's some people that won't do the higher ticket, right? Yeah. But they want to see and feel. Let me. I'm not a virtual learner. Like I, I paid for the program, but I wasn't on none of the calls because yeah. that's not how I learn. I'd rather like come in and per- come in person. Yeah. Just give me like two hundred dollar, three hundred dollar, five hundred dollar workshop. I'll come in person, no problem. And maybe you can convert some people into your community that way. But we just need to do it. Solid date on the calendar. We'll get one. All right. Today? Yeah. Today. We'll get right after this. We'll for get- sure. Right. Okay. Um, dope. Okay. Unlock. So you're getting started with podcasting. You're starting to do these interviews. I saw you just, I like that you just started messy. You yeah. started with a white backdrop and it wasn't, sure. it was clean in its messy form, yeah. but there's like, there was, it wasn't dynamic in, in that sense. But what, what was your, what did you think about? Were you thinking more about the contents of the content? Yeah. And you knew that like these conversations would be heard and who cares if I'm just shooting it in like an infinity wall? Yeah. Uh, it's so funny. <laughs> that was, so we had a wall. We had two, two, uh, two infinity walls with the psych walls. And then we had a stage, but the windows were on the stage. So I'm like, I can't shoot towards that. I'm like, all right, let's just do it on this wall that we got. What if I told you that you can use my studio here in Las Vegas to record your video podcast? The answer to that question is yes. The video department is the cleanest and crispiest video podcast studio in Las Vegas, hands down, and you'll get access to my team, my equipment, and all those things. So all you have to do is literally schedule the conversation, come in and get it captured. Does that sound good? Then check out the videodepth.co slash studio. I'll be sure to post a link to it down in the show notes, but either way, don't miss this opportunity on starting a video podcast this year. Where else would we do it? Like yeah. we didn't have a whole lot of options. The rooms were too small. So we just did it on the wall. And people hit me like, yo, that was genius because it's the white. And then they're just focused on the subject. And he, somebody said something like, when you walk in, you're breaking a third wall or something like that. I'm like, <laughs> bro, that was the wall that we had, yeah. right? We just do it. Yeah. But I think... Once you start doing something, the thing that you're doing becomes genius later. Yep. Not that it was like well thought out. Like some people be like, yo, Omar, it was genius that you got to space. And you're like, well, I just got to space so I can create content. Yep. But now it's like a, a brilliant strategic move, but activity produces that. I like to say when something isn't a thing, you do it long enough, it just becomes a it thing. It becomes a thing. Yeah. Even if you do something bad long enough, it becomes good. Yeah. Like the dry eye guys, there's no way he should be on a commercial. <laughs> like he's not inspiring, not motivating, but you hear it often enough. <laughs> he's branded. And people yeah, like, you know, it's just genius. I mean, it's not genius unless it works. So, I mean, just real quick and quick synopsis. I want to start a podcast. Where do, how do I start? Um, have an idea. Um, have a kind of like a, a concept. I would find out who needs you. So my, I use this X, Y, Z statement. I help X do Y by Z. I help X, which is the who. Identifying who you help. You got to help them in some way. Even if it's like sports, like I help sports enthusiasts. Even if it's comedy, 
I help people who are depressed. I help people who like this particular type of comedy. But the why is the what. I help who do what. What is it that you're trying to help this group of people accomplish? So as, give me your X, Y statement. Who are you trying to help and what are you trying to help them accomplish with this podcast? Yeah, I like to say I help purpose-driven entrepreneurs um, unlock possibilities by interviewing people who are doing things at a high level. 100%. So like you're, you know exactly how you want to help this group of people. And then the Z is how are you doing it? Oh, I started a podcast. Oh, I have an ebook. Oh, I'm doing a workshop in person in Vegas. I'm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I would come up with an idea, then complete the XYZ statement, get a camera, a microphone, a distribution platform, I love that you said camera, Cover by art. the way. Do not start a podcast without putting it on camera. Oh, you got e- to. Even if you don't upload the full length, like at least you have something to cut up clips. For sure. Or use your phone at least. I mean, something. I think <clears throat> I think Sean sent me something. It was either you or Sean sent me something, a video. And I was like, man, what type of camera is that? And he's like, oh, it's my phone. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. The, fo- the cameras on phones today are way better than the big camera that I had when I started shooting my podcast in 2018. So yeah, get a camera, get a microphone, get a distribution platform, which takes your podcast and distributes it to the Apple podcast, Spotify, mm-hmm. things that are nice. You use Anchor, Libsyn, Red Circle, uh, Buzzsprout, Podbean, any of them. They all do the same thing. Find out which one works for you. Hey, department fam, I hope you've been enjoying this conversation. Just wanted to let you know about David's seven-figure podcast program. If you've been looking to or consider starting your own podcast, look no further than this program right here. You're going to get everything you need to know from branding to equipment to actually how to launch your podcast, and then most importantly, how to monetize it. You could probably tell from the conversation that you're currently listening to that David knows what he's talking about, and take it from me, he actually helped me launch my podcast. Yes, this podcast that you're listening to right now, from the strategy on YouTube side of things, all the way from the audio side of things, and being able to include ads like this even after you record a conversation. All that to say, I would encourage you to just check out the landing page and learn about this program to see if it's a good fit for you. Just go to my number seven figurepodcast.com. That's my seven figurepodcast.com slash department or DEPT. I'll put a link to it in the show notes so you can check it out. But let's get back into the conversation. And um set up a YouTube account so you can put the video on YouTube take the clips and put them on social media platforms and just never stop that process until you when you just when you started doing it again what was your north star like getting people to the conference when i was you, doing a conference again that okay. I, again even when i was doing this it wasn't podcasting it was this is a marketing strategy to get this conference sold out yeah but the second year um it was 2020 hit. So 2018, I start. 2019 is a conference. It does well. 2019 is here now. And 2020 is like March 2020. So I start the conference up again. Then COVID hits. And now it's all virtual. And um, during that process, people started really, really liking the, conf- the, the, the conversation. So I just kept doing it after that. 
So I didn't I didn't have a North Star. I enjoyed it and I saw that other people enjoyed it. So I just kept doing it. I didn't know how you we were going to make money. And then I figured it out. And then you figured it out. Step out, then find out. Uh, oh, that's good. I'm still in that. So, so Peter did. Uh, and so, okay, so you, I do think you did know that this could. This is top of funnel. You said this is my marketing strategy for my thing. So there was a level of like, there was a level of uh, monetizing up front that you knew that there was a, yes. it was unto something. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's something, that's part of the why, I guess, you know, is is what like, because a lot of people want to just start a podcast. Hey, I just want to start a podcast to start a podcast to right. just start a podcast. And I think there should be intention behind it. People can feel intention. They can sense sure. intention. Um, and then, you know, intention usually leads to intentional results. Absolutely. But Absolutely. speaking of results, like how long, so you're Mar March, 2020, you start kind of like doing more consistent yeah. podcasts once a week. Maybe, was that how you started? Um, yeah. Once a week, once a week. Yeah. So once a week and like did re was reels out in 2020? I don't think so. So you're just uploading the full length on audio, full length yeah. on YouTube. Yep. No edits at all either. We're like just taking the front off and the back. It just dude, it love up. it. That's crazy. I I helped. I don't know. I I was helping a uh, lash and one camera angle too. It was just oh, dude. <laughs> I, I I helped this lash company locally here. They do ex lash extensions. Just mom and pop started a, po a lash extension podcast where they talked about their journey and how they built mm. three. Dude, they um. One camera, 4K, and this was 2018. And mm. I would just punch in for the two other angles. So in editing, I had three angles, but I only right. shot one. And dude, that I mean, their sales like went crazy because they were crazy. the only lash, you know, business podcast. Mm -hmm. And so uh, now they're doing a million a month, and they're they're probably the leading brand content wise. Wow. But it's just, I mean, it just it shouldn't be discouraging. It should yeah. be encouraging that, you know, just get started. Yeah, for sure. um, so, so you're starting to do it. How long did it take for you to see that? Like, Oh, Oh dang, this thing is growing. Uh, like I have an audience here. I mean, if I'm starting from 2018, when I started, it was just like mid 2020. And I happened to look at like you, bro, I'm telling you, I was so green to this thing. I happened to look at YouTube analytics and I saw that it was making money. I'm like, oh crap, what is this? And I didn't get, I didn't get my um my AdSense card. It's supposed to send you something in the mail. Yeah. And it just never came. And I'm like, oh crap, I need to get this money. Shouts out to my boy Jose. I'm like, yo, Jose. And this was crazy. I said, Jose, if you can figure out how to get the money off of YouTube, I'll just split the money with you on the channel. <laughs> like you could just do this one task he never did it oh snap so i figured it out and i got it and now i don't have to split the money with anybody <laughs> but that like i just didn't know yeah. i didn't understand like i'm like yo jose just get the money i don't know how to get it off of here and i figured it out and uh it just it started going that's crazy. literally like i always listen to people's verbiage when they're talking mm -hmm. as an educator i want to when i make content i want to say what you say mm -hmm. And like you just phrase how to get the money off your YouTube into your pocket. Yeah. That's like a phrase <laughs> that like people would probably search. That's I mean, hard. Yeah. See, I like the way you think about this stuff, man. I'm about how you do all my titles forever. <laughs> would you do that as a service? Uh, I actually have a, a partner company that does YouTube optimization. Yes. Mm. Um, the guy that runs it, you mm. know, he, he, he does like Darius Daniels YouTube channel. Mm. So like, 
It, it's because everything comes down to packaging. Right. So like a lot of people don't think, you know, and they, they probably shouldn't, they don't probably shouldn't have to, yeah. you know how to get good content. If, if you could deem this good content, awesome. But how you package it is a whole nother skill set yeah. because people are clicking on packaging, yeah. not necessarily like the the essence of what the content is. They don't, they don't find That's that out good. till later. But I um, think I was at a, at a benefit though, because I spent two years just trying to have good conversations. Oh, 100. And I, I like one thing I love about what you do is your level of curiosity. You, I mean, you, I feel like, and I don't know if you know this or if anybody's probably giving you this compliment, but when you're, when you're interviewing someone, I feel like you're interviewing for me <laughs> because like somebody will say an acronym <laughs> and then move on. You're like, no, what was that you just said? Like you just said that acronym. <laughs> Bro, I'm interviewing for you. I didn't know. You're yeah. like, what the heck is that? Yeah. No, but I, I, I mean, I just realized like. If if you're not, I think not secure as an interviewer, mm -hmm. you'll feel like you just gotta let the guy just do his thing or the girl yeah. do her thing. But it's like, no, the whole point is to like extract and pull. But yeah. it's you. I mean, I would say that one of the number one skill sets that creators should have is curiosity. A hundred percent. Because if you if you understand curiosity, then you could probably you you create better thumbnails, you create better titles, you yeah. you you uh, create better content because you're just learning a part of the journey I agree. yeah i agree 100 percent, man so okay so you mid mid 2020 the podcast is like okay starting to catch on you're like yeah. okay we got something here when did donnie come in which is your podcast host which is a whole angle i'd like to talk about yeah um i don't know the exact it was a few years ago okay we were still in uh maybe episode 60 something maybe 60 of going once a week essentially yes but i i interviewed her but at this time, I was actually looking for a female co-host specifically. And I actually Why had were you one. doing that? Um, I looked at my analytics and it was it was, I think it was 91% or 89% of my viewers were men. Oh wow. And I was just like, yo, I need a woman on here with that woman's touch. And it I was I was searching specifically. And it wasn't like I needed a woman that understood uh that was a, specifically a, a good communicator. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um ideally attractive a little bit, like for the optics, um, and somebody that I could flow with. Yep. And I first I had another co-host. And we just had like difference of it, it was she wasn't bad. It's just we had a difference of direction. And I'm like, oh well, you're not the right fit. And she's like, yeah, maybe I'm not the right fit. It's all good. And then I interviewed Donnie, and I I've been rocking with Donnie for years at this point anyway. And I asked her, like, yo, come be my co-host. And she didn't know what podcasting was. At this point, I didn't really know what podcasting was still. Um, but I'm like, yo, I think it'd be really, really good. We're like, we're making some money at this point. And I'm like, yo, we got a big audience. You're a coach. I know people will use your coaching services. So after the interview, people loved it. But then I brought her on as a co-host and we're just talking. We did it for a couple of reasons. One, the, the analytics that we saw. Two, I was extremely afraid of running out of guests. Mm. And I said, yo, we're we're low on guests. Like, we got like three people. I don't know where I'm going to I thought the run was over. Honestly, I'm like, I, I don't know who else to interview. And I was thinking, if I if I interview Donnie, I know we will have a podcast. We can just jump in here and just shoot. 
So that was that was two other reasons. That was two reasons. And it worked out. She started, but initially people was not feeling her at all. Oh wow. Cause they were so used to me sure. being the host. And uh yeah, people weren't feeling her. Comments, it was eating her up in the comments. She's too this, she's too that. Oh my gosh, David is married. Why is he why is she looking at him like that? I'm like, this is like my best friend, right? But and she's she was like, yo, they are killing me in the comments. I don't think this is gonna be good for your brand. And I told her, I don't care what they say, because I know the people that are with me right now, the people that are watching right now aren't gonna be watching in a year. There's gonna be a group of people who come on. The first time they see is you and they like it. Right. These people are accustomed to something already. I'm yeah. cool with that. But over time, I know we got like this magic that we can create where we talk about entrepreneurship. So I'm like, yo, you're not going anywhere. Just trust me. And um, she's learned to trust me. I've been right a lot. That's <laughs> right. I, I, how do you, you know, on a, like on a split standpoint, how does that work? Is she just like, is she like a contractor for social proof or whatever you got going on? Or is it like, because you guys, you know, she, she serves people a certain way. You serve yeah. people a certain way. Initially it wasn't a, it wasn't, you talking about like monetary. Yeah. Initially it wasn't a, a monetary split. When she came on, she saw all the people that booked her for a calendar for mm. like consultations. So she's making money. She's like, yo, I want to, I want to be on That's here. Cool. This is marketing for me. Yeah. And then, um, eventually, eventually we came up with, um, you know, I give her like a stipend every right. single month. Like she's got to come in and shoot. I take care of all the expenses and all that kind of stuff. But she adds tremendous value. And um, yeah, so initially it wasn't it wasn't anything. Yeah, it's, it was just we just doing it. But she was happy because the exposure 100. was so amazing. Yeah, you know I mean, I, mean? I would say I'm kind of Donnie. Yeah, you know, with Think Media. Yeah, um, because. I like what I the value I add to that channel is huge, yeah. uh, and and there's there's mutual benefit in the sense of like my value that I add, but it also builds a personal brand 100%. and connects people to me in a certain way. And 100%. Um, so yeah, I just that that that's a really cool insight as to yeah. you saw a vast increase probably when she came on. So like co-hosting, and there's actually been studies by the way that mm -hmm. when you have more than two people on a on a panel, this is why panels. Uh, and conversations with more than two people have a better uh, attention grab or oh, retention, wow. which is crazy because the studies show that it's more effective than one person talking. Oh, wow. And that's because when one person's talking, you're connecting to a type of individual who receives from your type of communication. But yeah. when you have multiple people, people talk differently oh, that's good. and they have different you know, ways. They they can literally say some, the same thing, just say it differently and somebody else in the crowd received it. That's good. And so they were saying how like, and this is just another why people should start podcasting yeah. is because um, forums, let's say TEDx, TEDx doesn't utilize this reality. I would say churches don't use utilize this. What if churches had panel discussions a little bit more often on Sundays, mm. you know, where let's talk about marriage and, and I see it sometimes, but it's just knowing that that is the, the more effective than one individual communicating all the time. I didn't even know that. Yeah. There's a, there's a study. I'll pull it up somewhere. I don't even know, but it's That's in there. Good. Yeah. That's good. Right, right. Um, That's good. But I mean, it makes sense as to why it then, you know, caught a, a, a new group of people, but yeah. let's talk about money. Let's talk about like how you then you've started to figure out ways you can then monetize. And I feel like you're always on a Jersey of figure journey on how to figure out ways to monetize your content. Yeah, like, for sure. 
Uh, one is if you have a business, you put your own commercials for your business in your podcast. You know what I mean, there's other people that will pay to get in front of your audience. I think you should get in front of your audience, like with an offer, right? Yeah. So um, that's one way. A second way is uh, affiliates. Uh, you know that game well. If you don't where, know affiliates, yep, yeah, go ahead. Bring yeah, it. so it's where someone will come on and add value. So uh, we do good with Sean's. Yeah. So Sean came on the podcast. He's talking about all this YouTube stuff. And the whole podcast is to get the audience to trust that this person knows what he's talking about. And at the end, there's an offer. There's a link, right? So I think I'd, I maybe do, but I don't know, not a whole lot, but five, six hundred dollars a month just from that episode that we did months ago, right? Yeah, just an, an hour of my time that's going to continue to pay you, right? Wild. Because that person has an offer. So that's a good way. Um, a, a paywall is a good way like a Patreon or something yeah. like that, giving people an opportunity to support you. You know what I mean? So there's there's people who have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that are paying $2, $5 a month because this is my favorite podcast and I just want to support it. Um, That's really dope. Yeah. Uh, I think for creators that are like podcasters, and I've had a couple of people go this route, where you're podcasting, you're not getting a lot of numbers. Well, the fact that you know how to set up a three-camera system and you know the audio and the video and all that kind of stuff, I would, if my podcast wasn't doing well, I would go to creators and be the content creator for them. Mm -hmm. Meaning once a week or you know twice a month, we'll sit down like this. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. You give the answer. We'll come together on the question. So it's your audience trust that you have good content. Like this is stuff for you to put out. Yeah. Now I'll still put it on my podcast, but you will pay me to create all this stuff, set this stuff up. And now you got, you got content for the month and I'm producing this stuff for you. The skill set of knowing how to set this stuff up, yeah, super valuable. Yeah, dude, love it. Yeah, and which what, what was your first two three ways? Uh, affiliates, affiliates. What's been the craziest affiliate experience? Indi uh, individual. I mean, there's some there's some affiliates I made hundreds of thousands from from the from a conversation, a conversation that lasted an hour. An hour and ten minutes max, and then you bring those people back on. You know, <laughs> like let's no, do it around too. Especially if they're offering real value, and you can see that people are taking advantage of the offer, and then that person is growing in authority because people are getting results from the offer. I'm like, yo, let's bring it, let's run it back. Yeah, let's run it right back. Dude. Absolutely. So yeah, that um, in my own events. Um, and advertisers. Yeah. But you got to grow your audience to get advertisers. Something that you unlocked that I didn't know was like a thing was you could, you can like backdate ad sp space or ad spots. Oh, yeah. Uh, like dynamic insertions. Dy yeah. Can you talk about yeah. dynamic insertions for podcasting? Yeah. It's really dope. Like if I have an event coming up this week, I can put, I can put my own ads in there like, hey guys, make sure y'all get your tickets because it's coming up this week, right? And all the people that are listening to your podcast at that point hear that this is coming up this week. And after the event, you could take it out. So that's the power of dynamic insertions. See, yeah. that was a that's a reel that's just gonna get cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Share it with me. I got you. Yeah, no, 100. Uh dude, so enlightening. I love it. I I feel <laughs> like um one thing I love about podcasting slash live streaming is it 
it is like the barrier of entry is low. Yeah. There isn't too much. Like when I think about talking head video and you, if you want to create talking head video and grow an audience that way, you have to be compelling. Your yeah. edits have to be smooth. Like when, 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 when it comes to like, it, can we just sit down and have a conversation around something? Yeah. It's, I think a lot of people can do that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There's so many conversations that need to be had, man. Uh, yeah, just there's so many conversations. And I think outside of growing a podcast for monetary gain, I think it's important for people to start a podcast for your own practice in communicating an idea. Mm. I get a chance to talk about entrepreneurship every single week, multiple times a week in a long form conversation. You ever be talking and you teach yourself something while you're talking, you just be flowing and oh, it yeah. clicks. And you say something, and you're like, you know what? That was a really good idea. I have that all the time. I get a chance to identify uh, like what's really locked in my brain because I don't get to use it all the time. But if you don't have a podcast and you don't have a conversation around a topic every single week, it's hard to unlock your genius. And being able to become a more effective communicator because we're communicators for a living. So yep. some people need to start a podcast just as a hobby, as a training platform for you to become a better communicator. Dude, so good. So I, I want to talk about your model to hit essentially two, two uploads a week. Okay. And I, you've broken it down as in one is it's interview-based where somebody else is giving game, yep. and then the other one is – where you said, like, I want you to break down, like, the free coaching thing. It's, yeah, like, legit. For sure. And then the second thing is it it's your opportunity to now give game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so one format on Mondays, we release me interviewing somebody. And I'm just firing off questions and being interested in people. And uh, people like it, right? So remember how you just said, what I just said is going to be a clip. Well, you're going to put that clip together and then you're going to send it to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to post it. So I'm going to be promoting your podcast for you. So we just package all these clips for people that are guests so that they can promote the podcast. But the um, um, you got to have a staple format that you're going to operate in. It might be your interview style or you might have a topic that you're going to tackle and you're just talking ahead, just one video, just you, yeah. whatever. I think it's important to do one long form, but two, a short form, meaning I do five minute Fridays every week. So every Friday is just five minutes of me giving some game. So some people like the longer, some people like the shorter. Either way, it's a download for me because people are engaged in the conversation. Yeah. So that's what I like. I like what the, you say, like people are listening to Jay-Z every day. Why can't they listen to David Chan's hundred percent. A hundred percent, bro. I, yo, I want to show you too. Uh, where's my phone? I'm going to show you uh, something, and I don't know if it changed yet, but the f- I've, I've been pi- I've been putting out these episodes since 2018. I've been doing these five minute Fridays less than a year for sure, but even when I checked it six months ago, when I looked at my most popular episodes, do you put that video up or is it just audio drop? It's just audio. That's dope. Just audio. Because Ooh. I I'm I want to drive audio. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I'm going to show you. So one way to drive audio on a podcast is to simply upload a short version, a very short thought once a week, 
it's very digestible for and sure. it promotes the, the audio consumption. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So it's just five minutes. Everybody got five minutes. 100. But I was looking at my analytics and, okay, cool. So I'm looking at the top five, um, the top five downloads. One, I got $304,000 on hydrating your cells, which was, it was a, a 20 minute clip of the full episode. Next is Amplify the Solution. I think that was a five-minute Friday. Uh, when Opportunity Knocks got 233000 That was a five-minute Friday. And Rubbernecking is Killing You. That's a five-minute Friday, 230000 And then Dance While the Music is Playing. I think out of the top five, three of these are five-minute Fridays. Out of my top... And you can, you can kind of see it. Like, you can see... There's there's five, and then the next highest is like forty six thousand, right? Yeah. But people are sharing these short little clips. Mm. Top five of all time are five. Three of those are five minute Fridays. And what That's what it. within those five minutes? What's the format of that? I come on there, and it's no more than five minutes. Okay. So I jump on there, and I have a clock running, and I'm like, "Hey, y'all! Another edition of Five Minute Fridays. Y'all appreciate the support. Uh, this is my topic. I talk for five minutes. When I see that clock hitting four fifty seven, four fifty eight, I'm trying to get my point out. And at five, I'm like, "All right, y'all! That was my five minutes. I'll maybe I'll complete it next week." And then I stop at five minutes. So that's it's just five minutes. Somebody okay. can do theirs for two minutes, yeah. three minutes. Dude, love minutes. it. That's so cool. It's like I, I think I think about certain creators. I'm like, dude, some people implemented this type of like, and it, and it, honestly, it's it's to get you consistent. Yeah, you know, and, and but then sure. you're showing up, and then people are getting value. Yeah. It's like a, it's <laughs> mutual. But yeah, I remember like Peter McKinnon. He's like a filmmaker on mm -hmm. YouTube, but he did Two Minute Tuesdays. Yeah, just a quick tutorial. Hey, I thought I made that up. Yeah, to you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he made it up, but okay. So that's the format of your five minute Friday. What yep. what? I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it's unconscious, conscious at this point. But like, what's your format for like interview shows? Uh, when I'm interviewing somebody, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It's definitely a formula. So I have a particular audience, my ex, and I'm trying to help them accomplish a particular goal, right? So I know it's a lot of entrepreneurs that want to be successful entrepreneurs. They just haven't really got there yet. So if I'm interviewing someone that's super successful, let's say they're running a twenty million dollar business. I'm going to first establish them as an expert up front. So my first conversation is all the stuff that they've accomplished because the person that's watching it, I want them to be impressed. Mm. I want them to say to themselves, this is why I need to listen to them. Yep. So initially I'm, I'm, I'm establishing you as an expert up front. So that's like the first 10 minutes. Oh my gosh, you got a hundred employees. Incredible. You made a hundred million dollars. How'd you do that? And they start talking about their successes. The next phase is I take them back to when they first got started, when they were broke, mm. when they were at their lowest point, right? Right now they're at their highest point. I take them back to their lowest point. But the reason I'm doing that is I still have my audience in mind, meaning yep. my objective is to first impress my audience, but then connect with my audience. Because the person will say, oh, man, before I made $100 million a year, I was working at Pizza Hut. I was making $40,000 a year in a dead-end job that I absolutely hated. Well, the person listening is like, yo, they make $100 million. And the next question is, yo, I make $40,000. They made $40,000. Now I can so be that. Oh, my gosh. And then we fill in the blank. So from broke, upset, 
frustrated. It's not working out. And then we take them on a journey all the way up to how they made $100 million. And that's the whole interview format. So good. It's crazy how you say it because I genuinely listen and watch long. You're, you know, like the one that comes to mind is the the guys that have the clothing brand. Yeah, it's one that's all. Yeah, that's crazy. And um, the, like, that. literally, that's what was the framework of that conversation. Man. Dude, that's fire. You're gonna watch all Dude, of them. I, it's I the took, same thing. Bro. I took no current successes. Started out. This isn't. This is impressing the impressing the listener or the viewer, and then go to the lowest point slash journey. This is connecting them with the viewer. Got to connect. And then bro. take it back to the successes because right. if you get someone excited and then they say oh this is i can do this they're gonna stay and listen to how they went from where this person is right now mm -hmm. to where that person is right now in terms of their success so, so it's a format. so kind of shifting gears um i just want to ask because i don't know i haven't heard you talk a lot about your faith i just know that mm -hmm. you are a man of god and you yeah. you um prioritize your Saturdays to for Bible studies and you're always inviting your community to a Bible for study. Sure. I love it. Like, oh, um, yeah. Well, what did that journey look like? Uh, I was going, it was, wow. I was going at a t-shirt brand called sleep is for suckers. And which where did that name come from? Uh, I, I would be lying if I just made something up. I have no idea in college. I, in college, I used to paint t-shirts and um, I don't know. I just came up with the name. I have no idea. And I got the email address, sleepings for suckers at Gmail. I, again, I don't remember. I, I, I attribute it to two things. One, I don't have the best memory. And two, sometimes when you've been given something, it's hard to explain where you got it from. Mm. But if you have a gift, how do you explain a gift? I mean, I you think a mean? gift is God-given. Yeah, for sure. Skills are developed. Right. But you can't explain it. You no. know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. God gave you this thing. And you're like, oh, this is awesome. You can't really take credit like, okay, so I'm sitting in my room, right? And I, <laughs> I came up and I was looking at that and looking at that. And I came up with, it just wasn't that way. So, um, yeah. So I have this t-shirt brand and I go to this print shop. And the guy, I had two different designs. It was a design. It was a blindfold and it had faith on it. And mm. I was so happy with this design. It was super cool. We sold a lot of those shirts too. And I was like, hey, man, do you think I should have, because one design had crosses on it, had like crosses around the faith part, and one didn't. And I asked the guy, his name's Osarimen. I said, oh, what do you think? Should I do it with the crosses or without the crosses? And he said, do it without the crosses. And I said, what, you ain't Christian or something? He's like, no, that's I study the Bible a lot. And he explained to me, he said, the cross is actually an idol. Mm. God says, don't create anything out of wood and stone and carve it and like right. and pray to it. But like most churches, they have the cross as a representation of Christ. But back then it was an execution tool. Right. Like, so Peter and Paul, they wasn't walking around with crosses. So he goes through this study, the most amazing study I've ever seen in my life. And he go, and this, it, it lasts like 30 minutes scriptures on. And this is just from you asking the question, crosses or no crosses. Okay. Bro, he goes through this whole Bible study, like going through Old Testament, New Testament, and like really explaining idols and how the Bible actually, actually prophesied that people would use crosses in this way. Like even in the movies, people hold up a cross to protect them. <laughs> and God says, yo, let that thing protect you. It can't walk. It has to be carried. It has no power. Yep. Right? So if I took a cross and... I threw it on the ground and started stomping on it. You'd be like, whoa, hold on, what are you doing? 
But that means that cross has some sort of uh, protection for you. And God says, don't do that. Right. Moral of the story. He does this study. And I said, that was incredible. And he said, yeah, we do studies all the time. I'm like, all right, cool. So he did another study and another study and then another study. Then he goes to like Daniel's prophecy and like explains what 666 means. And I'm like, this is crazy. So uh, I wound up getting baptized in that church. And we actually have like over 8,000 churches around the world um, that all teach the same exact thing. So, uh, yeah, so that's, but I don't know if that, that was the answer. to the No, question. I mean, that's fire. And then, so I would like to know, like, what was, like, how did he, when you say Bible, cause I, you know, everybody has their own picture yeah. of when you hear the word Bible study for yeah. me, it's, uh, you know, unpacking scripture, conversing about it, talking about the context, you know, like, or when I study scripture, yeah. I'm investigating, why was this said? When was this said? Where was this said? And then it is until later the application part comes in. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, what, what did, what does those, what do those Bible studies look like that you do? Um, the, the, the Bible says that the Bible should be able to explain itself. Like in this, it's called mated verses, meaning you'll see something here, but you'll see it here as well. And it kind of paints a picture. So he did this study with me one time and he says a statement. He said, we were angels in heaven before we came to this earth. He said, everybody was angels in heaven. I said, really? So he takes me to Genesis 2 and 7, and it describes how um, how we are made of two elements, flat, uh, dust of the ground and breath of life. Dust of the ground represents our flesh, breath spirit. of life represents our spirit. And he said, well, what happens when they separate? And I said, you die. He said, great. And he takes me to Ecclesiastes 12 and 7. He says, uh, our, our body returns to the ground it came from, and our spirit returns to God who gave it. And he said, let's focus on the word return. He said, can you return to somewhere you've never been? I said, no, I can't return to China if I've never been there. And he said, so our spirits return to God who gave it. God lives in heaven. What do you call spiritual beings that live in heaven with God? He said, angels. I said, cool, this is amazing. But I'm still like, okay, well, you're just telling me something that's cool. Yeah. He said, well, let's go to some some uh, some examples. Solomon, Proverbs 8.22, he talks about how he was an angel in heaven before he came to this earth. Job 38, one through four. And he, God asked Job a question, like, where were you when I was laying the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. God goes through this whole thing. Like when the, uh, when I was creating the dust of the earth, when the angels were shouting for joy, verse 21 says, you were, uh, you were already born. You were, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it was all, it, the studies are not, Hey, me tell you something, but, um, uh, let's support it with scripture. And then how do we get back to heaven? Christ came to seek and to save lost sinners. And it's, it's like a, it's a whole, it's an experience. Yeah. It really, really is. Yeah. I mean, then what, you know, it's not like. This has nothing to do with content. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I just love it. I just love yeah, it. Sure. I honestly love it. Whenever you post like, hey, I can do in Bible studies yeah. and you invite your world to it. It's just really cool, dude. I I, I, uh, I commend that, that you don't, you know, at, at the, I don't know. I guess you could say there are a lot of people that are afraid to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't want people to judge me for my faith. But it's like, dude, people are judging regardless. Yeah. Might as well. And, and the faith, and like, like what Jesus offers is a good thing for the world. Yeah, 100%. show show me a community without the church, and show me a community with the church. Yeah, which community is supported, better, connected, healthy, yeah. thriving? You know, yeah. even outside of kind of like this, we're gonna be on this on this earth for a short period of time. But if you know where you're going after, none of this stuff matters. Yeah, like there's no like everybody has heartache, pain, struggle. I don't care how much money you got. We all have to deal with the problem of death. And we're not going to be here long. 
Yep. So our commission was to go spread the word. Yep. Go spread what Jesus taught. Unfortunately, um, through the spiritual dark ages, everything Jesus taught was changed. Everything down to the day of the week. But um, one of my favorite verses, it's kind of scary, Matthew 7, 21 through 23. <coughs> it says, uh, it really describes how you can pray in Jesus' name, prophesy in I Jesus' didn't know name. You. It's that I didn't know you. He says, get away from me, you who um, you who practice lawlessness. I think it's in the NLT version. But the actual definition of sin in 1 John 3, verse 4, it says sin is lawlessness, meaning the only way we sin is breaking God's law. But if all of God's laws were changed, how are, how do we keep them? Mm-hmm. So I don't care how good of a person are you, you know, like you do uh, missions work, things of that nature. God says, I never knew you unless you do my law, you do my will. So our church, we really teach, like, what did God say in terms of our responsibility as a Christian? Love it. Dude, Fire. I know. I just wanted. I just wanted to pick your. <laughs> I had good. you here. Let's. That was good. That was. It was good, right? Good conversation. Yeah, super tight. All right, cool. Well, can you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> let can you let people know how they can uh, work with you? I know you got the morning meetup. I know yes. the. I, I would please. I probably. I'll. I'll probably post my favorite episodes that I have spoke to me on social proof. But yeah, can you? Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Plug please. Away. We uh, we would love your support. Go to your Apple device and uh, subscribe to Social Proof Podcast. We give really, really good information um, for entrepreneurs, anybody that's willing to grow, motivation, inspiration, all in this one thing. And we're going to give you something pretty much every day on the Social Proof Podcast. We have the morning meetup, which is a community of people that meet every single day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern time. Actually, I was on this morning at 5 a.m. Yeah. Because uh, I'm, in, I'm in Vegas right now, but... Uh, that was that. That's an incredible community because they get together in their own pockets of the world. And the only reason I put it together is not because I'm trying to charge people some money. Communities changed my life. Right. I cannot grow without a community. It's not only just mentors. People think they need a mentor, but you need some people that are on the same path as you, the same journey, to help you, like keep you inspired. Right. Yeah. Like I remember in basketball practice. I'd be like running. My our, our coach would have us either running around the track or doing suicides. If it was just me on the track, I would quit. But the the fact that we're all running, we're all tired, like, and there's some people ahead of us, and we're saying, yo, we need to catch up to those people. But there's some people behind us, and I'm encouraging them, hey, come on, let's go, let's go. Cause we we the practice isn't over until we all finish it. Mm-hmm. And that's what kept us running. You know what I mean? So community is just vitally important. So themorningmeetup.com, support the Social Proof Podcast, Social Proof Podcast on all podcast devices. That's all I got, man. So good. I just, last thought that came to mind when you said about the community piece, you know, a couple of days ago, or currently as we're filming this, the Tour de France is going on. Mm -hmm. I knew, I don't know nothing about cycling and stuff, but like Mm -hmm. I had a a, a friend, Mm -hmm. we were just at their uh, house for Fourth of July, just dated the podcast, but <laughs> he was breaking it down. I'm like, why isn't anybody trying right now? They're all just writing in like the same thing. He's like, because it's so much easier on them because they're sticking together and they're breaking the wind. Like yeah. obviously the guys at the front are breaking it the most. And then he's like, you'll see at the last like few miles, they're going to book it. But then he's like, sometimes people break away for a, a little bit, like one or two bikers will break away mm. and and they'll go for a while. But because of the energy it's taking because they're just by themselves, the inertia from the group of like wow. all the bikers are actually faster. So 
the there's a saying, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yeah. I actually think it's incorrect. If you want to go fast, go together. Yeah. Because at some <laughs> point, like the inertia of the group Dang, is good. faster than going alone. That's good. That's good. David Shans, everybody, Social Proof Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.